my jam all right i am Stacy, and i am adila welcome to our podcast this is our table present and black this week we are going to do a deep breathing exercise so if you are willing and able go ahead and relax your shoulders close your eyes and take a deep inhale in through your nose exhale through the mouth Another deep inhale in through your nose. Roll the shoulders back and exhale through the mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Breathing in life and positivity. Exhale through the mouth. One more deep inhale in through your nose. Roll the shoulders back, crown tall, exhale through the mouth. And with that, we say, I am still. And I'm getting a message that my internet's going in and out, so I apologize for that. But do the deep breathing and your affirmation for today is, I am still. All right. Let's get into this week's isms. So my ism for this week is hair protection before bed. So (laughs) I thought about this because I've been watching different shows and like some reality TV, right? And a lot of the times the women, even though they're natural, I don't see them doing anything to their hair before they go to bed. They just lay down on their pillow and go to sleep. And this might sound very ignorant of me, but I thought that's something all the white people did. <laughs> I thought that black women put things on their hair, like every black woman I have ever known put something on their hair before they go to sleep. So I was very confused. And I was like, hmm. I was like, I've I've always been taught to put something on my head. I teach my daughter to wear um, her bonnet when she goes to sleep. And 
I'm just like, I, that's so interesting, but that is my ism. I have to, like, if I don't have something on my head, I can't rest. Like I'll like stiffen my neck so that my head doesn't get too comfortable on whatever I'm laying it on because I'm like, mm, there's no protection. I need, <laughs> it's like, it's like going outside without a mask. It's risky. Like you don't know what's, what could happen. So I always try to make sure that I have something on my head. So that's my ism here. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, well, first things first, it's TV. So of course they're not gonna do what they're supposed to do, <laughs> but if they want to make it realistic, I 100% agree with you. Make it realistic. It's not you're going to bed. It ain't cute time. Um, right. I mean, you can feel cute if you go to, when you go to bed. I'm just saying, wrap your hair up. Um, but I understand, and I don't like my hair touching my pillow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and because it's it's you know it gets debris from outside, like when you're outside and you're in right. the air, and you come back. And then, you know, when it touches your skin. Mm -hmm. So I learned after being on this planet for the longest time and battling with acne forever and a day mm -hmm. that uh, probably shouldn't get your hair on your pillow and then put your face on your pillow because that don't make it any better. But it's all good. I know now. So <laughs> it's uh hair has to be wrapped up. And I've discovered that my bonnet sometimes, like if I have like a product that's a little oily, it goes through yeah and i'm like well what's the point what do i need to buy to put on my head a plastic like a shower cap but then you're gonna sweat and i don't want my scalp to be like on like really hot can i tell you what i do when i do that they have the shower caps that have this um the satin lining on the inside and oh, I that's put, a good idea and i put that on and then my bonnet I'm pointing at you like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I have like, I've been buying those for just for fun, I guess. And I guess now I can, that's a great idea. Oh You're welcome, friend. Because she done graduated with the hair tips and stuff. <laughs> you know, I got my PhD and my hair degree. <laughs> that's a really excellent idea. I think I'm going to do that. Yes, let me know how that works out for you. Well, it's going to have to, so now I don't have to keep changing my pillowcase every five minutes. Right. Like I wake up, got to change the pillowcase. I don't do that. I'm just saying I'm being dramatic. Yeah, but you wake up and it's like a grease stain on oh your pillowcase. God. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm, I'm trying to sleep wake with my hands right here on the face. And Nobody can stop that. So it doesn't... Um, get it oh my gosh I love that but um I had that issue when I was going through trying shea butter stage which by the way I hate shea butter um my whole my pillowcase is like yellow I'm like why is it yellow I don't know what this is this makes no sense and like I couldn't figure out and then after the fact it dawned on me like idiot it was all that shea butter you were trying to use that you didn't know any better at the time That's so funny. And it, it went right through the hair products. So I get what you're saying. They should, I don't know, TV, it's weird. I guess they want to, what do you call that? Not morph. Like make Betray. the white person's experience 
mask portray um, like make the white person's experience the norm like that's the standard on tv yes black person doesn't wear the head thing well white people don't wear it so this is this their standard in the script no you're not about to put on a bonnet because whatever connotations that may have because let me tell you that's how you know it's real like in particular i'm watching this day this show and the lady put like weave clip-ins in her hair and like i'm protecting those like if i'm if i weave my head i'm tying that bad boy down i'm trying to secure her so she stays good for a while she was just laying in the bed with with the clip-ons just or the, whatever i clip on i don't know if it was a clip on or something but it was additional hair pieces in her head and i'm just like so you took no additional precautions to make sure that your hair was secure hmm I wonder if they called it out. If she, when she read the script, she probably said the same thing. No, this is reality TV. But the, I mean, I guess like I'm, like, cause I've seen, who is it? One of the housewives, Tammy. When she was on there, she used to put her bonnet on, honey. Tammy, what show was that on? Which Real housewives? housewives? No, Basketball Wives. Basketball Wives. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, I'd be like, y'all know your mama taught you better than this. You better be on, I would be on the television with my bonnet on, like, and what? This is what, this is how I sleep at night. Get it together. Get into this. <laughs> anyway, I digress. What's your ism? Forgive me. I have a headache. So I'm a mm-hmm. little, nah. I sound probably like today. Um, mine is cliffhanger announcements on TV shows. So when they're about to announce the winner of who it's going to be, like let's say you're watching a cooking show and they'll be like, and the winner is, and then they'll go to commercial. Or they'll take like the longest pause. And I'm just saying to myself, the winner's the winner. You can just say it. It's not right. gonna, if you come back and it's not going to make me want if you go to commercial, I'm turning. So you're going to lose my portion of a rating. And if I find out, I find out another time, catch the rerun or whatever. But I just think it's so dumb. Like, and the winner is, or they'll like take forever. And I'm like, what are you just trying to fill the space? Because that's how the show is written. You have this amount of time and y'all are a little early. So I hate it. Don't do it. Just announce the person and then announce who's going home all the suspense if somebody loses right. they're just sitting there like so-and-so you're going home just say it and be done say it and be done with it it's just that's irritating <laughs> that's funny you know i hate that as well it's that like because the accusation was trying to like get you to tune in for the entire episode or like when they show you like someone's going to die at the beginning of the episode you have to watch the whole thing to see who died mm-hmm. But cliffhanger is actually a, a term used in like therapy, or they call them like door knobbers. Because it's you'll be talking, you'll have like a whole 50-minute session with somebody, and then you say, okay, you wrap up. And as they're leaving the 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 session, they'll say something that like requires additional follow-up, and you're like, excuse me. You don't just get to drop this bomb and walk out of my office. Bring thine ass back in here and sit down. <laughs> we're going to dissect this. 
who does it the patient or the therapist the patient. I thought it was so, <laughs> no, they're like, they'll be like, okay, see you next week. By the way, did sleep with my ex-husband. We'll talk about it next week. Uh-uh, bitch, come back in here. <laughs> come back in the room and have a seat. We're, we'll talk about it now. You have another client outside. They can wait. Come here. Let's talk about this. Uh-uh. You don't just get to slide that in and walk out my office. So. I thought the therapist would do that and the patient be like, dang, now I got to pay for another session to figure out no. the puzzle to help fix it. The, like, it's usually like the client that doesn't, like their therapist will talk about it all the time. This is like all day, like the whole session, you ain't have shit to say. And then all the time, all of a sudden it's time to go when you have a revelation. Mm-mm. I mean, sometimes it'd be like that. Y'all no. going and it's like, oh, by the, I just thought of this. Like when you're at the doctor's office, you know how you forget things if you don't write it down? That um, is true. Um, like, oh, by the way, forgot that I had this rash on my foot and it's turning pink. <laughs> like something crazy. Like that's important. Let's look at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess because I write, I try to write my things down when I go to the doctor, especially for my kids. And when I was going to, like, you go see your therapist every week. So, like. If something is going on, you know, like I need to mention this when I go into the therapist's office. You don't just be like, you know what I forgot to tell you? I won the lotto. <laughs> i see you next week. Nuh-uh, come back in here and talk about this. I committed murder, but we'll talk about it next time I see you. No, you need to You need to talk about, that's what you should have said when you came in here talking about ain't nothing going on. Yes, it is. Talk to me. Don't they get comfortable? Like, does it take a while for patients to get comfortable? before they start talking and perhaps that at the end is like, oh, I'm comfortable now. No, because if I, like, if we've been, if we've developed a rapport and we've been talking and I know you and you know me, you come in and get off the rip. Like I used to have clients that come in and we, they wouldn't even do pleasantries. They would just get into it because they'd be like, I don't care how you're doing. This is my time, which is fine. I like that. It's not about me. It's about you. Mm-hmm. So where why are you not comfortable enough to tell me when we were talking about it what you want to drop it on the way out Mm-mm. i don't play those games and i and i pretend i don't hear you all right at least you know it's business coming back <laughs> i guess right <laughs> like, all right i'll pencil you in for next week right time. is it like i hate this term like getting the tea that phrase in therapy wait maybe i shouldn't ask you that because maybe you can't say that out loud oh that's well, i mean cool. i can't like, talk about any individual person but what do you mean it just mean in general like if someone's telling you their business like you just said like oops like my ex-husband <laughs> gotta go like do as therapists like do y'all be like oh that's juicy i want to hear about it or is, is it always um, professional i want to help you well i mean i think you know i think we're human and like more some stories can be more interesting than others but um I think that like the overall inclination is to help, but there are some things that have had me on the edge of my seat, like, and they what? Mm. And say more. Mm-hmm. And they did what, girl? Like, so, like I have had to like catch myself <laughs> in some situations because like I'll get like too into giving giving assistance, like especially if one of my clients is telling me how somebody has like fucked them over. And I get upset too. Because I'll be like, and, and what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Let me do. <laughs> All right, girl. So, 
let me just go back and put my therapist hat on because I got upset real quick and walk here so in my car and go with you. So <laughs> take a deep breath. Let's both calm down. But like you get invested, especially if you like care about your your people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just like I said, it's just like talking. You know, anybody else talking to you and tell you something, you get invested and you be like, what? And the and what happened? Especially if it's juicy, you be like, and that's why you got um, you know supervisors and. Um, colleagues that you can bounce ideas off of and consult with so that you're making sure that you're giving the best clinical opinion and not just your own personal opinion or your own clinical opinion rather yes, honey. yeah well i tell you the only cliff no i don't like these either when you're watching a series on netflix or whatever and then it goes to the next episode. Yeah. And you're sleepy and you've been binging all day mm-hmm. and you turn it off. Um, but you can't because you mm-hmm. need to know what happened. And I like I think you and I talked about this before. And you were like, that's good writing. Yeah. 100%. I'll just be like, be considerate of my time. We don't I'm, give a damn. I'm trying to get a nap in at some point and I need to turn this off, but you keep doing this to me at the very end, just when I'm like, all right, after this episode, I'm done. I'm gonna turn it off, watch the rest later, God willing. They'll be like, no, you're not. You're gonna hit that next episode button and you're gonna skip the intro because you wanna get right into it. There was yeah. a show on Netflix called Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard about it? Mm-mm. I think it was supposed to be for children. My husband and I got into it. It was really good. And I think like we were watching it downstairs and it was so good to us that like we just pulled out the downstairs bed, like the pull out couch. And we were just like, like our eyes were burning. We were so sleepy. (laughs) And we were just like, well, what else happened? <laughs> like dope scenes, we're just like just injected into our veins, like all of it. I want it. It's so good. And I think he like passed out on me, and like I was so tired, my eyes were watering, and I was just like, <laughs> I need to finish this. That's it was horrible. It was so horrible. When the kids get older, y'all do that again. They just gonna stand at the at the end of the thing, looking in at them. They don't look at each other. Should we be watching? We're going to bed. <laughs> we passed out. He was like, "I don't want to go upstairs. I don't want to turn it off." I was like, "Me either." Let's just, let's just pull off the mattress and sleep down here. We just watched it until we passed out. So funny. Those are those are good. That's good writing. It is. It's good and considerate writing. Yeah. You said inconsiderate. Inconsiderate because even if, but if you're watching it real time, quote unquote, and you got to wait till the next week, that's torturous. Like, what are we doing here? That's torturous. (laughs) Because binging is a thing, I do not watch television in that way anymore. I wait until there are like four episodes so I can binge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After that fourth one, you like pulling out your hair, what's next? can't wait i'm spoiled this way but i guess they can be good and bad i guess for the writer it's a good thing um and wow good writing whether it's for tv or books will keep you engaged and wanting more yep leading us into our next segment so that wraps up this week's ism let's get into our new segment 
between the sheets. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know what that music had to go after. I just felt it in my spirit, so I said it. So, it huh? It works. Yes. This week, we're going to be discussing the book <clears throat> entitled Hush Money, How One Woman Proved Systemic Racism in Her Workplace and Kept Her Job by Deborah Harris, Delilah Harris, and Jackie Abram. So, initial discussion from, or initial reaction rather, from the book, what was yours? Well, first, guys, if you can support, go out and get the book, read it. Yes. It's a two-part series, and this is the first part, so mm. support Black folk. Yes, indeed. Black authors, so. So my initial, um, that was a question, right? What was your initial reaction from the book? My initial reaction, um, when I first started reading it, I was irritated because in my brain cells, I was like, where they do that at? Um, who allows that? Let's say that. So I don't know. This is our first segment, so we'll figure out how to structure it later on. Um, do we want to tell what the book is about? I just want your initial reaction at first. Okay, so irritated. I wanted to slap some people. I wanted Please. to some people. Um, and I was about to be like, I'm not reading this anymore because it's not real. Nobody, nobody, no. But then I had to think through my own situation and be like, I guess it could be real. And everybody handles things differently. Mm-hmm. When they ex- experience, hold on, let me read the, the note I wrote. Hold <laughs> Okay, I put experience breeds growth. That's the phrase I got from the book. Um, but as I got into it, I kept going because it was, again, cliffhangers. And I'm like, okay, I need to know what's happening. And I got into it. Mm-hmm. And overall, I thought it was a really good book. It was written very well. And I'm looking forward to the next installment. Thing. I was... Um... I found myself cursing and getting very angry and belligerent to the characters in the book. And that's how I knew it was good. But I was just like, I'm ready to fight like immediately. And I'm ready to slap her across her forehead because why are you allowing this? Like so many, so many things, anger, frustration, like I can empathize with the author absolutely and then it also made me think like I need to write my own book because why why do we have similar lives (laughs) and and then I was pissed that I could empathize with somebody who went through something similar Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, why is this a thing that Black women have to experience? Mm-hmm. Why is this something that we can, we have to, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of, Stace? Um, Endure? Yes. Why do it's so, so an experience that we have in common. Okay. And so it, that, that pissed me off more than anything. And then she ended the book, like you said, with, with anger. To the part two, which made my skin crawl, because I'm like, I was looking for it, like feverishly, fe- mm-hmm. feverish, 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 
both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for it and could not find it. So not the one. Yeah. They those fingers were irritating me. Yeah. Uh, I think it took me a minute to notice. I don't even know, but I'm like, um, the, the, y'all can't see my face, but I was so <laughs> annoyed. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop having hopes. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever happens, happens. And I was just waiting for something crazy to happen. And I think a, a good point writing. So usually I can, and you probably can too, I can tell what's coming next, right? The context clues and stuff. It's like, all right, right. you know what happened. They did a pretty good job with, yeah. um, you know. Burying the lead. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see what y'all doing here. You got me still reading. Um, and the not even good. stopping. Yeah, so two days and I read the book. And I don't think I've ever read a book in two days. Well, it wasn't like back-to-back days, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it and I listened to it all in one day. Mm-hmm. Like my family was talking to me and I was like, I'm listening to the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're hungry, that's fine. You know how to cook. My daughter has refrigerator at eye level. She better get in there. But <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that book had me. I had to get myself together afterwards. And I had to go do brief with my husband. I was just like, Ooh, let me tell you how these people don't know. Like mm-hmm. so Ebony, I think, no, I think Ebony's mother was the first person I wanted to slap because I'm like why are you telling her to put up with that like that just irritated me to my but at the same time in hindsight mm-mm-mm. and then Ebony and then I just like what with the book in hindsight you know with getting through the whole book and knowing what happened it was good that she did right no because she did she never it, it was nothing ever been nothing ever came out of it that was beneficial to her and it and it's maybe not to her but to the people who come after her in that organization who but they still to tried to her. hush hush it Mm-mm. i just no i get what they tried to do but the humans who were acting a fool right from that perspective they're going out of that organization yes they might go somewhere else and terrorize other people but it might open the door. Just give other people, the ones that are like them in the organization who saw what happened, they might be like, oh, let me think twice and not- Or I mess with this person. Yeah, for the next person. So it might've paved the way or made it easier for somebody else. Um, so- This is what that- I think. This is what I think about that. I hear, I hear you, but this is where my mind goes. <laughs> To one of the people who was abusing her who said, um, the snake might, wait, the the wolf might be gone, Mm -hmm. but the pups are still there. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. she may have gotten rid of the people who were fucking with her, but the people, but everyone that they influenced, everyone else that they touched, that admired them, that were in alignment Mm -hmm. with who, with what they were doing, they're still there. It's just, that's just like when dealing with the racist system. You can get rid of the leader, but the other people are still there. 
and and that and that was a problem and then like the ending just made me so angry because I'm like there's still no <laughs> ownership there's still no ownership there's still no resolve she's still exhausted she still had to endure these things her emotional and mental and physical well-being has been drastically compromised and your response to this is well stay with us <clears throat> and we'll pay you more money if you be quiet that's the shit that pissed me off because I'm just like, but there's no ownership, and the, <clears throat> I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting like super deep, but like this is why America can't heal because we did, like racism happened, but we're not going to talk about it. That's in the past. We let that go. We're, we're we're letting you work your jobs now. We're letting you live am- alongside us now. Why can't that? Why can't we just focus on what we're allowing you to have now? Why do you want to talk about what, what happened? Racism wasn't everybody, it was just some white people. Everybody else just went along with it because that's what everybody else is doing, right? That's what the rest of us white folks are doing. We just figured out what we're supposed to do. So let's be quiet about it. Fuck that. Let's talk about it. Be, Be loud and be proud and apologize and make it and rectify the situation. Don't be trying to sweep the shit under the rug because all that does is give you a big ass shit pile under the rug and you're gonna trip over it eventually anyway. In other countries, when they fuck up and they do stuff, they come back and they say, we fucked up. We sorry, we ain't gonna do it no more. They they make public acknowledgement. Not in America, not here. Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's let's put some money on it, and that will you know make it be okay. And that's what I didn't like. And I'm like, you're never gonna get that time back. The lady said she gained fifty pounds. Her hair falling out. She got alopecia. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Just I my my blood was boiling boiling from this book because I have been like I have been in some of these situations and I'm just like she is living my life why why is this a thing why when black women who bring so much to the company bring so much to the table why when we go into these spaces and do what we are asked to do you white people are threatened by our existence and do everything in your power to keep us on a leash. Mm. You, you nasty, pasty fucker. Like I do, I, I was whole, like when I tell you I was mad, I was in here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm getting mad again, just thinking about it. And I was like, I have kudos to this woman who wrote this book because I can only imagine the pain and anguish that she had to go through to grudge this all back up and mm-hmm. document it. Yeah, that was something. Um, mm. you, mentioned, you mentioned something earlier that she didn't get any benefit from it. I'd say she did because unfortunately she had to go through it, but now she has the good sense to not go through that again. You think so? And I, I hope so. I guess we'll find out when we read the second part. Um, I hope so because you know experience breeds growth sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you've never encountered something before, it's like, what do I do? I don't know. And I know people are really scared sometimes to ruffle feathers because mm-hmm. I just want to keep my job. I got bills mm-hmm. to pay. So I get that. And I had to keep reminding myself of that throughout this book because um not how I would have would have handled it. But um I think she's in a position now where she can 
help others who might go through it later. So like at the end, she gave Latoya and I forget her name, the number to her lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably, we'll see if it's foreshadowing, but I think she did benefit. It sucked that she had to go through it, but she grew. And now hopefully, now that she knows better, if it happens again, she'll do better and do things differently sooner. So that part, and then I love at the end where they tied the, the, the title in to like the hush money all the way at the end. And I was like, ooh, I like that little, the little bow you put on it. Like, oh, this was just a form of hush money. Just like, yeah, that's it. And it wasn't even a lot, but maybe, I don't know what year that was written. I don't remember like the, the year that the story took place. 2017. 2017? Yeah. Okay, that was a lot of Yeah, it's like, oh, the course of five years. And she had mentioned 2017 at some point. I can't remember the other years, but. That wasn't enough. She could have got more. Um, But at the same time, dealing with what she was dealing with, was it worth it, right? Her mother, her own health. Like, the money may not even have been worth it at that point. Just some peace of mind. Um, So, yeah, thought it was good and looking forward to um one thing that irritated me is it took her so long to do things Mm. and the naivety and I'm just like again experience breeds growth and when you're so naive like maybe he is my ally no he's never no they're never going to be your ally ever in life um because if you have that first inclination if it's a maybe, then it's a not. It's going to be mm. a no. Keep your guard up at all times. We shouldn't have to work like that. But like you said, it's America. That's par for the course, unfortunately. But good book. Good read. No, I don't see it. Like I do. What? One thing I wanted to say, I forgot to say. I just knew I was going to fight Latoya by the end of the book. I just knew it, but it turned out again, good part on the writer's part that she wasn't as antagonistic as I thought. Oh, she the was. other black girl who ended up being the director. Yeah, I thought I'm gonna have to put hands on her too. Toya, cause I'm ready. Yeah. But she turned out to be like, okay, that's good. No, she was like every other black person. Not good how she was, good like, she wasn't as antagonistic as I thought she would be. I thought she was going to do something real dumb and eventually turn on Ebony. I thought she, she was going to be the one to stab Ebony all the way in the back, turn the knife. I don't think she did that. She just kept her mouth shut and she took the scraps that they gave her um, and didn't fight for her. She didn't advocate for herself at all. But I thought she was going to be more like working with the others to help get Ebony out. And I didn't care for her. I thought she was opportunistic. But, and I've, I also know Latoya, so. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, I, I think, you know, good writing makes you identify with the protagonist. But I identify with her because I am her. And I think that's what, like, hurt me the most like I know 
all of these people in this book and that it that upset me mm-hmm. I'm like even you know like her mama is my mama like I remember working jobs that I hated that physically made me sick and my mama was like that's a good job that's good money. You got bills to pay. You need to just go in there and stop making them people upset, running your mouth. And I'm like, I ain't even doing shit. Mm-hmm. And my mama would be like, you did something. They not picking on you just because your name is Adila, but they are though. <laughs> like, They absolutely the fuck are. And I remember when my mom, like years, like, like this was like just recently, my mom was working a job and they started fucking with her for no reason. And she was like physically sick. And she was just like, is this what you used to tell me about? And I was like, yes. And I was like, they will fuck with you and make you so miserable that you can't do anything. Yeah. They will beat you down and make you feel small. And you just trying to go and collect your paycheck because your bills come on the first every month. That's all you're trying to do. And when you don't shine, don't become the favorite in, in the, the setting because there's always that one white person. Mm-hmm when the spotlight's not on them anymore they just can't take it any longer like how dare you come here and do an excellent job you're making me look bad it's like we'll do better how dare you come here and be you yeah i dealt with that too had me on and this book had me linking back to my experience Mm -hmm. um of what i what i put up with Mm -hmm. again i was like yeah i was in that position where i was like i got gotta pay this rent so Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like not looking for something else but it was like while I'm looking I just gotta work here because it sucked and who and that person who is um who who just hated me for no no apparent reason other than I was I was amazing um Mm -hmm. it was um what did Denzel say your spirit irritates their demons Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it was she she's still there as far as I know mm-hmm. um, moved up I don't reported this lady to like I'm so good at going over people's heads and I'm just like I'm, why am I gonna nah we need to take this all the way up top to get right. some just like no, HR no. what Ebony dealt with they don't they they know something's wrong but it's easier to sweep it under the rug than it is to deal with right and and she just moved up in the organization. And I'm just like, how does this happen? Because if it were me in charge. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think she would have moved up in the organization at all. Like you can be out in the unemployment line. Or not. I don't know. Maybe and she did something to a coworker. She went out on maternity leave. Mm. And right before she came back she said that she quit so she couldn't get unemployment and it was like she was like I, she was literally about to come back to work like she had a comeback date and everything told the people hr that she quit and then when she went to file for unemployment they're like we can't give it to you because you quit i was like wow that's evil that's that white evil that like why are you trying why white evil Mm-hmm. because they're jealous they want to be us they want to look like us they want to think like us they want to feel like us and they can't and so 
they take it out on us because they can't be extraordinary. Uh-oh, am I cutting out again? Oh no, I didn't cut out again. Well, I guess that was I guess yeah. that was the Lord trying to tell me to shut up. Move on. <laughs> but yeah, honey. I whew, this book. overall, did you like the book? Overall. Overall, yeah. Overall, I liked it. It just it it brought up a lot of emotions in me. Um, and I am I have been told before that I need to write my story so I'm, I'm gonna do it when I get to the right headspace I have to make sure that my therapist is on standby because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um it's gonna get real you be up here looking for people so all those folks <laughs> just come back like let me find out where this person at <laughs> I'm, I'm already Petty LaBelle and I already be like don't let me get Oprah status because I'm letting it be known you know who used to, who fucked me over that one time? <laughs> Be on the mic, just pointing people out. It was you. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. It was you. Come on, come on, the stage. Come say hi to the people. What's the name of the book again? Hush Money. Is there more to the title? Yeah. Oh, you want to read the whole thing? The people. Oh, the name of the book again is Hush Money. How one woman proved systemic racism in her workplace and kept her job. <laughs> Great book. Go read it. Um, make sure you have a bottle of wine on standby or um, your favorite gluttonous thing. Cause honey, you're going to have to read and chomp, chomp or sip, sip because that book is the tea. Mm, 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 mm. I wait for my car to get finished um, at the at the dealer to get service. Mm-hmm. That's when I read it. That's what's up. I was over here cooking it up in the kitchen. Like the fuck they didn't. My husband was like, <laughs> "With the shrimps, can't be." I'm, I got it. <laughs> Focus on what you're doing, sir. <laughs> All right, let's get into this week's ramblings. That was a good between the, se- the sheets section we're gonna um try to do that do four books a year you guys so keep a lookout for our next between the sheets segment all right this week's ramblings I wanted to talk about new year's resolutions because it's a new year and everyone's talking about new year new me all these goals blah 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 I wanted to know what your experience was, or yes, was with New Year's resolutions. So my first question is, why do you think the practice of having a New Year's resolution is so common? Um, it's herd mentality. Um, Somebody was like, we should do this. And then it got popular and now everybody's doing it. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. And now it's a common thing. Right. Um, I've never looked into the history of it to see if it was, there's any legitimacy, legitimacy in it. Well, I can't say legitimacy because everybody's might be legitimate to one person, not the next, but I just think it's like her mentality. We do, it's tradition. Yeah. I like that. Tradition. Okay. I can feel that. I think like, Yes, I think tradition plays a part, but I think like another big component is 
people like the idea of excuse me, a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to um take do we need to take a minute? Mm-hmm. Okay. When it comes to like being able to say, okay, I have a whole nother 365 days. I have a brand new start then that makes people excited because it's like you get to wipe the slate clean from like what was before. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so common because it's like, oh, what I did before doesn't matter because I'm starting fresh today. Does it work like that? If only, right? Girl. But yeah. it's like the whole thing that people will try to tell you. Like, I remember hearing, I remember when... Um, I was younger, I used to go to Bible study and not to get like too religious or whatever. We used to have a um, pastor who would say, it doesn't matter what you did in life, as long as you say before you die, I repent and I accept Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, then your slate is wiped clean. And I was like, it's like I used to always like, mm-hmm. but you still get held accountable for something. Like I used to always like question that as a kid, like, I know that God is a forgiving God, but like nothing you did matters. Once you say that one thing before you die, like that's it. So I think people like to hold on to that. Like God is ever, you know, ever forgiving. And so then I can forgive myself for the last 365 days or the last 25 years and start over today. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. You know, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, uh, mm, I'm just, mm. What? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm trying to get my words. Mm-hmm. Um, like you never know when it's your time. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that's just interesting that your past, a pastor would say that. Not say, I, it, it just seems interesting that it would be, um, what's the word? Not acknowledged, um, encouraged. Like it seemed like it was encouraging, do what you want. Just based on that one sentence, do what you want, but then just ask God to give you mm-hmm. a day later. But you don't know when it's your time to go. So you may not have an opportunity to be like, oh, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? So then mm-hmm. you done did all this stuff and you missed the bus and it ain't coming back. Missed the bus. Mm-hmm. Don't it's have your ticket. Crazy to me. Wow. And, and the, with the, I can't find my words, with the New Year's resolution too assuming that you would have another chance mm-hmm. to try again <laughs> do better i'll do better next year mm-hmm. i'm gonna wait until <laughs> crazy uh, yep. I don't know what's going on. My internet is like tripping. Anyway, but yeah, I thought I think that was crazy too. But that's why I'm like, I think that's I think that's why, like you said, people hold on to it because it's like getting that fresh that start that do over button. Child, I wish there was a do over button. Mm. Me too, because you know I would go right back to when my waist was snatched. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know that button will be so worn out. Oh, yeah. I'd be pressing it. Like, mm, let me try that again. <laughs> Redo. 
to be rules on that. Like you can't once a day. You can't once once a year. Maybe once like a once, not even a day, but yeah. I'm doing months to be sitting there waiting, like, Lord, get me to this month so I can push this button. <laughs> so did you grow up? Uh-oh. Why is my computer tripping? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Did you grow up being encouraged to set New Year's resolutions? Mm-mm, not at all. That was a thing of the world. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> How about you? I don't remember if I did or not. I feel like I feel like my parents are like all into like the holiday things, like Santa Claus, Thanksgiving, all that stuff was like super huge in my house growing up. But I don't specifically have memories of New Year's resolutions. As an adult, mm-hmm. I remember, like, as a young adult, I remember being like, I'm going to do this in the new year and do this. And then, like, as I got into, like, my late 20s, early 30s, I started saying, I'm not going to wait until a specific day mm-hmm. to do this. I'm going to do it when I feel it in my spirit to begin. Right. But I don't remember as a kid if that was a thing. Um, so I guess that goes into my next question. Do you set New Year's resolutions now? I do not. Why not? Just like you said, why wait? I mm-hmm. think that's a whack excuse. And it's a weak excuse to keep doing what you want and to just be reckless. Like, um, yeah. I agree. Just yeah. start it. Like, it, it's one thing, like, I'm going to wait till next week. Because you, right. you got going on. But it's It's August. And you talking about, oh, I'm going to just go ahead and wait until January. <laughs> what? I want to lose 50 pounds, but I'm going to wait Do you have July. something? <laughs> I remember one time somebody asked me about New Year's. I was like, I don't do New Year's resolutions. And I guess that was offensive because why? And then because because I'm different and I choose to march to the beat of my own drum right there was something wrong with me <laughs> just like you people are so ridiculous <laughs> but um but yeah that's why I don't it's why wait just if you want to do something if you for real for real about it and you're capable and able go ahead and do it be like Nike yep that's it I feel you same I just said why because like I said, like, you know, seize the moment. Carpe diem. All right. My last question is, um, I just wanted to go through and list like what some of the common New Year's resolutions are that you've heard about that you think are absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know if there are any that are, okay. So the, I don't, so, okay. I'm going to just do a list, a slight tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a 10 degree tangent, okay. not a big one. The traditions that people have coming into New Year. I think that's just bizarre to me. And it turns out there were traditions in my family that I just never paid attention to um, because I don't do any of those things. The only thing I did like that I remember doing is bringing in the New Year in church. And then as I got older, and I'm not saying that's ridiculous. I'm just saying this is what I remember. Uh, And then as I got older, I started bringing in the new year praying, mm-hmm. 
but there were other things that are done. Like you have to cook a certain food because yeah. you know, you have good luck and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't never pay that any attention. Cause when I found out that my family does, I was like, where was I? What, I, I don't remember any of this unless I just put it out of my mind. So those are the things that I think are wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a believer in God, a believer in Christ, I just, good luck. There's no such, I'm sorry. It, it really irritates me. What do you think? Cook, you know, eating, eating some flan at 1159 bringing the new year is going to do what? What? You're going to have a great year. What happened in 2020? Did everybody just not do what they were supposed to do? And then COVID was like, oh, this is my time. Slid his way through that door. And then same thing in 2021, people just like, oh, forgot COVID. Didn't do your traditions. Like, come on. But not judging. I'm just saying, I think that's ludicrous bananas. But yeah, I'm done. No, I feel you. I think like the the traditions used to be super important to me, like the black eyed peas, putting the peas in your wallet, you know. Um what in your wallet? Huh? What did you say? I'm I'm gonna wait till you come back because I need to ask that question. All right, I think you're back. Okay. You said putting what in your wallet? Black Eyed Peas. Okay, I thought I heard that's a new one. Never heard that one. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, putting the Black Eyed Peas in your wallet, um, oh. eating the Black Eyed Peas, eating greens. Uh, what else? No washing on a certain day of the week. Having the man walk through your house. Oh, all that stuff like those are all things like those are superstitious traditions that were like passed down to me and I pick and choose which ones I want to do but um so the no washing on a particular day that one I don't do because they say you're not supposed to wash on a particular day of the of the first of the year and if you do you'll wash somebody out your life (laughs) and two years somebody washed when they weren't supposed to and I lost my dad the year somebody washed and I lost my grandmother the year somebody washed in your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we don't we don't wash <laughs> on the days that we're not supposed to <laughs> I don't get it so is it the the day before or the Wednesday before so you don't wash New Year's Day and you don't wash the first three Fridays of the year oh that's interesting yep so big no-no and like I like I've seen people like have conniptions in our house if like somebody like accidentally puts the clothes in the washing machine don't turn it on Nah, like my sister has like yanked the plug the, the plug out the socket like the fuck who put something in the wash yeah, it'd be it'd be real aggressive on our parts. Cause like we just like, I mean, you know, when you see something, you believe it. Right. But, and it has an emotional connection. I was gonna ask you that next. Like, do do you think people do things because of there's an emotional connection to it, or just like it's fun? 
like eating I mean, a certain meal. Like it feels good. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Right. I think the meal thing is nostalgic. And like the washing thing was nostalgic for us too for a while until mm-hmm. we had two deaths because of it. And then we're like, okay, so this ain't for play play. <laughs> Sound like Keisha. <laughs> What'd you say? Sound like Keisha when you said this ain't for play play on YouTube. Oh. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, it's a Muppet named Keisha. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a dream. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, I, yeah, I can understand the that connection. Making that connection and then, like, you're going with it. Like, we're not going to test those waters. No, I'm good. I don't want to wash nobody else out. Um. But New Year's resolutions that I think are crazy are like the whole starting a diet, whack. Like the fact that like gym membership enrollment like sh- like shoots up at the beginning of the year and then it's back down by like <laughs> April. And I, like, I have a friend who owns a gym and she said that like their enrollment will go up around like the last week of December in the beginning of January and then the sales will go back down around like April and that's because people will go ahead and start to cancel because they just people like will go like the first like three or four days and then they'll stop going but they'll leave their gym the membership open because they're like I'm going to go back I'm going to go back I'm going to go back and then they pay for it for like six or seven months and they don't go and then they finally cancel it Dang, they canceled at the wrong time because in the summertime, you got to get your summer body right. <laughs> right, and then it's time to come back and, and buy the membership again in December. So, you know, so she'd be like, their, their busy season is like December, January, and then the numbers go back down in the summer and then pick back up. And But like people are just paying for the memberships and they ain't using it because they're like, I don't want to cancel it because then yeah. I'm going to go. Got me wanting to open the gym at the top of the, uh, December through what uh, June, maybe not June. That's that might start losing money then. <laughs> December through March, <laughs> just, just to get some fees real quick. <laughs> Child, please become a billionaire. Right, real quick overnight. But um, those are the ones like people when you want to like implement something and do something like. A lifestyle change. I'm like, why wait until the new year? That's so whack. It's funny talking about a gym membership. I remember one year I decided I wanted to join the gym. It had nothing to do with a new year's resolution, but because it was around that time, I was like, I'm not joining because they're going to think I'm joining. Just off of principle. <laughs> yeah. You won't be that person. <laughs> You're so petty. <laughs> Golly, it's like you can't have a bright idea and it can't happen in December or January. You don't have to hold that out. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. I think that wraps up this week's ramblings. Mm-hmm. That was good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Any announcements? Nah. All right. Survival skills 101. Mine is don't allow the behaviors of another person to bring you out of character. And when you reach out to folks, pay attention to those who show up and those who don't. 
And after you do that, govern yourselves accordingly. Girl, that was a whole world right there. Pass the collection plate. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit and let that sit in my spirit tonight. All right. Thank you for listening to A Seated Our Table, Present and Black. Peace.